It's glad that you're here today. You know, at, um, at Christmas, you know, it's just one of those times in which we just all kind of exchange gifts, you know, and, and you probably have, have probably figured out by now that it is, it is just more fun to give gifts than it is to get gifts, you know, to see people's faces and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, you ask yourself, where did that tradition start where people gave gifts at Christmas? And, you know, as far as people can tell, they believe that it started when um, it was as a reminder of the presence that the wise men uh, gave to Jesus, you know, at his birth. And out of that, that's kind of how this whole thing got started. And, and today, you know, we, we gather, we celebrate, um, you know, we, we, we come together to celebrate the greatest gift, the greatest gift that, uh, the one gift that'll last for all eternity. That's what we come here to celebrate this one, the gift of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and you know, it's always a time for me, for a lot of you, where God feels so close, right? God feels so near. You know, when we, when we sing those songs, and I just love Silent Night, I just kind of imagine just on that night. And, and God seems so close. But you know what? It wasn't always that way. It wasn't always that way. There was a time when all the Old Testament prophets had passed away, and for about 400 years, that it just seemed as though God wasn't there. That God would speak through his prophets, and, and they would always have someone there speaking on behalf of God. But for about 400 years, there were no more prophets. And there was nothing. It just seemed like God was silent. And it seemed like God was really, really far away. And people began to wonder, you know, where, where is God? Um, what about the, that Savior? What about that Messiah that, that he promised? And, and they, as time went on, they began to wonder if God was even there, if God was, was even real. Because generations had come and gone, and they all heard the stories but there was no evidence that God was there. And, you know, have there been times in your life when you felt as though God wasn't there? That you wondered, is, is God really there? Is God really real? Maybe you, you tried praying, you know, and, and it seemed like your prayers went up and it hit the ceiling and it just fell back down to the ground. And then you looked around, and it was like, man, there's just doesn't seem to be any evidence that, that God is even there. And the thing is, we all go through times when God seems distant or he seems really, really silent. But the good news is that God is there, that God has always been there, that even in those years after the prophets in the Old Testament, God was there. Even when he, when it didn't feel like he was there, he was there. And then, you know, on that one ordinary night, something really extraordinary happened, and it would affect the entire world. It would affect the history of the world. And in Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it says, you know, at that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus, he decreed that a census be taken. And then they all went back to their, their hometowns. 
to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go back to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. And he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth, laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. And then verse 80 goes on. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah. The Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, in the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And there it was. God wasn't silent. And in fact, he was always there and in his perfect timing, because God does everything perfectly, and in his perfect timing, he would send his son, the Lord Jesus, to earth. And um, William Craig, um, this apologist, uh, he debated an atheist once, and, and he said this. He said, human beings have existed for thousands of years on this planet before Christ's coming. But what's really crucial here is not the time involved. Rather, it's the population of the world. The Population Reference Bureau estimates that the number of people who have ever lived on this planet is about 105 billion people. But only 2% of them were born prior to the coming of Christ. The Survey Research Center of the University of Michigan says God's timing couldn't have been more perfect. That Christ showed up just before the exponential explosion in the world's population. The Bible says that in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. And when Christ came, all the nation, the nation of Israel had been prepared. Roman peace dominated the Mediterranean world. It was an age of literacy and learning. And the, set, the stage was set for the coming of God's son into the world. And he says, yes, it was in God's perfect timing that Christ arrived when he did. See, God wasn't silent. And his timing is perfect. And in just the perfect moment, he sent Jesus here to be our Savior. And, you know, Matthew writes in his account of the life of Jesus, he writes this in Matthew 1, 20, verse 20 to 23. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home to be your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will give him the name Jesus because he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the prophet Isaiah, that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
God with us. Jesus came to declare to the world that God has come and he is with us, that God is there, that almighty God who created everything we know, created you and me, he came and he is with us. And Jesus came to declare that Emmanuel, that I am Emmanuel. And what's so important about that is I've come to declare to the world that God is with you. And when you really think about it, that is the magic of Christmas. That is what makes Christmas so special. That Emmanuel, God didn't wait for us to go to him. See, I find that really amazing to me. That here's God. He creates us. We mess things up here on earth. You know, we miss the mark. We disobey him. We rebel against him. And we're stuck in our sin. And instead of, I'm going to wait through those miserable people, I'm going to wait for them to come to me. Because after all, I gave them everything. But God said, no. Emmanuel is all about God didn't wait for us to go to him. That he took the initiative. That he reached out. Even after all that we've done. And that's why John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You see, God reached out. He loved. He gave. He made the sacrifice. God reached out to us. God said to us, I will be with you. And how amazing is a God that would do that. But not only that, that he didn't wait for us to come to him. No. But Emmanuel is all about God came to be with us. Because the greatest gift we can give any person is our presence. That the greatest present is our presence. That the greatest gift that a parent can give a child is not this, that, it's, it's themselves. It's giving your child your presence. And, and that's something we all desire. You know, as I think about this Christmas and how wonderful and how great God is, you know, I just can't help thinking about my firstborn is in Los Angeles, and this will be the first Christmas that we're not going to be together. And it's like, man, it's great. But it would be so much greater if she was here, that we could enjoy her presence. And that's what we all desire. And, and God came to be with us. Let me tell you about a special time, that, <clears throat> a special day in my life, a day that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Um, a lot of you will probably be able to relate to this, that um, there was a, there was a, I had the opportunity to go to my first home game for the San Francisco 49ers at Candlestick Park. Candlestick Park back then. And um, that was like a dream come true, you know. And I remember walking in and into the parking lot, huge parking lot, all the people are tailgating and all that, and I'm just pinching myself. I just can't believe it, you know. 
And then we get into the stadium, and I get my $20 vegetarian burger and my drink, you know. Didn't matter if it was 20 bucks, you know. And, and we go in there, and you walk, you know, you walk underneath, and you walk up, and then you see the tunnel, the opening where you go out to your seats, and I walk out, and all of a sudden, there's the field in front of me, the mecca of football, right there. And I stop, and I actually had tears in my eyes. This is like the closest thing to heaven. But what made that so special was not that I got to go. That was great. But I got to share that with my son. That, that, that was John's birthday, and, and it just so happened that they were playing on his birthday. And on his birthday, we go there, and I get to go to this game with him. See, that's what makes it special. You know, as much as I enjoy the San Francisco 49ers, I will enjoy it so much more next year when Kirk Cousins is playing for them and I get to be with them because his presence would be just mean the world to me, right? But that's how it is, that the greatest experiences we have in our lives are shared experiences. And that's what makes the gift of Emmanuel so special. That God Almighty, God Almighty became God with us because he wanted to be with us. Jesus came because God wanted to be with us. See, in Psalm 145, verse 18, the psalmist says this, the Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in, in truth. You see, God's not distant. He's not far. He's not unconcerned about you. That God is there and he's close. He says, I'm close to who? To all who call upon me. He is right there. And he's there because Jesus came as Emmanuel. He came, Jesus came to declare to us that God is with us. And that is the wonder of Christmas. That's the magic of Christmas. You see, the greatest, most precious gift, that the gift that will last forever, the gift of Christmas is the gift of Emmanuel, that God is with us. Charles Spurgeon, just really famous preacher. He's really old. He died, actually. He said this, believer, he is God with you to protect you. You are not alone because the Savior is with you. Put me in the desert where vegetation grows not. I can still say God with us. Put me in the wild, on the wild ocean and let my ship dance crazily, madly on the waves. I will still say Emmanuel, God with us. Mount me on a sunbeam and let me fly beyond the western sea and I will still say God with us. Let my body dive down into the depths of the ocean. Let me hide in its caverns. Still I could, as a child of God, say, God with us. Yes, and in the grave, 
sleeping there in corruption, I still see the footmarks of Jesus. He trod on the path of all his people, and his name is still God with us. Emmanuel has come, and he's come to announce to the world that God is with us, that God is with you, that if this is a time of loneliness and heartache and, and, and it feels like you're in a, in a desert, dry desert, all by yourself, all alone, Emmanuel has come. God is with you. you know, um, maybe you're feeling like you're in a storm right now, like you're on that ocean and you're being tossed about by, that, by, by the waves. You're not alone because God is with you. That you might be wondering about your future. You might be wondering, what am I going to do with my life? You're not alone. Emmanuel has come. God is with you. You know, you might be facing financial challenges. And you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Emmanuel, God is with you. You may be facing health challenges and concerns. And you're thinking, man, am I... Am I going to see another Christmas? You know? And you're worried. You're stressed. You're not alone. Emmanuel has come. God is with you. No matter how good you think you've lived or how rotten, no matter how wonderful life has been or maybe how disappointing, that no matter how small or big the obstacles that you see are before you, no matter where you are and who you think you are, you're not alone because Emmanuel has come and God is with you. See? That's, that's the gift. That is the greatest gift. That is what Christmas is all about. That God has come to be with you. And the only question is, is will you accept this gift from God, right? We, ex we accept this great gift and begin to experience the wonders of Emmanuel. See, that's the question because Emmanuel has come. We celebrate that every year. But the question is, are you going to reach out and are you going to grab hold of that gift? And in your life where you are right now, will you experience the wonder of Emmanuel? And like the jailer in Acts 16.30, who realized through seeing God do extraordinary things, he asked that very question. That he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And then the people, the men that were there, Paul and Silas, who were there, gives him the answer, which is the answer to the jailer and to all of us who asked that question in verse 31. They say to him, how are you saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved. You and your household. How do you experience Emmanuel in your life? It's just receiving that gift. You know, we all know that verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever would believe, whoever would accept that gift, and it's a gift. It's a gift that we don't earn, we don't deserve. 
It's a grace, it's a gift of grace from a loving God who said, I am going to be with you from now and forever. In fact, I want to make that so clear that when I send my son, the Lord Jesus, he will be called Emmanuel, God with you. And the incredible thing is we don't got to jump through hoops. We don't got to do anything except receive this gift. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, Paul and Silas told this jailer, and you will be saved. See? That's all there is. But then you get this gift. And it's right there. And all of a sudden your eyes are going to be open to see God is here. God is with me. And God's going to say to you, I've always been with you. And I've just been waiting for you to grab that gift. Because that's what Christmas is all about. I think I would be totally remiss if I didn't give us an opportunity on this special day to experience, to give you the opportunity to experience Emmanuel, God with us, personally in your life. How? It's the same thing as the jailer. Same thing. It's just believing in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. So I just wanted to lead us in a prayer, right? It's a prayer to accept God's amazing gift, the gift of Emmanuel, the gift of God with us today, tomorrow, for the rest of our lives, for all of eternity. Wow. And it's ours. It's ours just by believing, just by putting our trust that Jesus came, died on that cross for us. I accept this gift. I believe in the Lord Jesus. So why don't you bow your heads with me and let's all pray, all right? And here's the thing, all right, that not, not for me or for anyone else, but if you would really like to pray this prayer from your heart, then you just, as we're all bowing our heads, just raise your hand and say, God, that's me. I want that. All right? So just raise your hand if that's as a way of saying, God, here I am. And let's pray together. All right? Just raise your hand. All right? Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for sending your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. Thank you. Thank you for the gift of Emmanuel. Thank you. And I receive that gift. I receive that gift. I say to you, from my heart, yes, I accept this. And I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That he came for me. He came to die on the cross for me, that he came to be my Emmanuel, God with me. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the gift. 
for this amazing gift of Emmanuel. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.